This podcast has some adult words and some adult themes. If you're a kid, you might want to go and play now. Welcome to Neurotic Tornado, a podcast series that explores relationships and all the beautiful messiness of being together. We think this podcast should win many reputable awards. <laughs> uh, my name is Yuvi Zalko. And I'm Jackie Shannon Hollis. If you're just catching up now, really, you should go back to episode 31 because we're pretty far into this season where we're exploring this relationship between Nikki, the man she was having an affair with, Stephen, and her husband, Ben. All three of them were just in a therapy session, as far as you know, last episode. Um, but now we're going to continue to analyze uh, them figuring out what this thing is and us trying to figure out how to ask them These what questions. this thing is. Yeah, yeah. So we've been on this journey with Nikki and Ben and Stephen um, of an affair of dissatisfaction in a particular area of a marriage. and um, But now with Stephen involved, it's a kind of a question of how is this all going to work? What's going to happen? Yeah, and and so this episode we're going to kind of dig a little more into what are the rules of engagement f- yeah. for the situation. If nobody wants to leave, mm-hmm. how are they going to all stay? <laughs> and before we get into the mechanics, there's this question that I think people have had, certainly I had, about it looks like Nikki's really been leading the charge in all of this. But on the other hand, Ben is also working through this in his own way. Early on, Nikki, you, I mean, you set the tone to some extent because you refused the notion, the idea of parting ways with Stephen. Mm-hmm. And I also refused the idea of parting ways with you. Well, you didn't refuse that. You said that you didn't want that. I mean, obviously, that's my choice. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was always your choice, but... I didn't want I didn't want to end anything. What you chose to do was your choice. Right. You decided yes. You chose to stay or you chose not to have me leave. So Ben is exerting some power here in this situation. Yeah, he was he was pretty direct um and yet Nikki is powerful. And uh, so I still had some questions about that and how it was influencing Ben's choices. And good thing you were here to ask all the hard questions while I just hit under the table during the interview process. One of the things that you describe about yourself, Nikki, is I want what I want. And one of the things that, that you also talked about, Ben, was being maybe less sort of assertive about what you want wanted in mm-hmm. you know over sure. the years in your, in your marriage like how do you know i mean is that it how do you know that's not at play now that nikki didn't bully me into this situation yeah 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 it's a good question it's a good question legitimate how do you feel hearing that question i th- i think that you have been very frustrated by people who think that that's what has happened and that you've gone to lengths to defend the idea that you are making your own choices. Yeah, I've I've certainly been frustrated feeling that some people have um, not granted that I had my own agency, that I wasn't making choices, that I wasn't in control. um. And that I was the great manipulator. 
Yes, and there are times that I've when I've when I've been upset that I felt that people didn't hear me, or if they heard me and they didn't believe me, then they didn't respect me. And that's made me really angry sometimes. It's exhausting to feel unacknowledged as an actor. And my instinct is to go to bat for him and to say to people, look, this is his choice. This is how he feels. But it can't come from me. No. Nope. Because it makes everybody go, oh, there she goes again. Like It reinforces what they've already exactly. jumped to a conclusion about. Yeah. So I've had to quiet my instinct to jump in and say this is what ben means everybody back <laughs> off <laughs> um to defend him i can't do that in this case and that's been frustrating for me similarly given that sense sometimes of of people close to me not not acknowledging my choices it's made it a lot harder to share with them my life is not perfect. My relationships are not perfect. But I uh, I feel like I can't talk about that with with some of the people who are closest to me because they'll misinterpret what I'm saying. And that's hard. Here he is going through a situation where his wife has had an affair, he's looking at exploring a different kind of relationship with her, uh, trying to sort out his own feelings about it. But when he talks to these people that are close, his experience is that they have this judgment. So it makes him in a way go have to go underground with his feelings. He doesn't have a place to go with any of the feelings that he's having about this. Um, because he's afraid in a way that they'll try to talk him out or they'll jump on that and say, oh, see, it isn't yeah. working or it's wrong. Yeah. Well, and I think the inclination, I don't know if it, you know, I, I think it's different for men in this position versus women. And they each have a different kind of baggage maybe mm-hmm. or and stigma around it. But I can see easily a guy saying like, forget her, fuck her, let's move on. And mm-hmm. there is no gray area, not a gray area, but there is no area uh, that's easy for certain kinds of people to acknowledge right. that, you know, there there is another way and there mm-hmm. is a, a path that's different than the run away from it completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because what they're doing is so far out of the, the as they have said, the script. Um, I think in the last episode, they were talking about there's a script that you follow. A flow chart. The flow chart, yeah. <laughs> and and um, because it's outside of that, I think people often get scared and they look for reasons to keep things in the familiar. Yeah. And what is heartbreaking for me in this is that Ben is in a, in a relationship and there are going to be conflicts and he doesn't feel like he can talk to anyone about it, the people that are close to him, because they're going to say, see, this isn't working. You should leave. Yeah. So now let's transition to another element of the rebuilding, which is trust we wondered how Ben regained trust. You know, he talked a little bit in the last episode about having a moment of connection with Stephen, but how does he start to trust Nikki again? Yeah. You know, for me, I would think I would need a lot. The person would really have to prove that uh, they were trustworthy through many actions and over a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um for Ben, it was a little different. For him, it was more about understanding what Nikki was going through better. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And just to clarify something as we go into this, uh, Ben refers to this very structured therapy, which is Imago, which is a therapy that has a particular way of engaging in dialogue that has to do with listening to understand. I I, I feel like I feel like the the therapy that we did together was really crucial and critical. Part of what I thought that was so interesting about the that therapy that we did together was was the structure and um so like you would say is this like you would say something about how you're feeling and make sure that uh, it was heard and echoed and uh, yeah and i'll challenge i'm gonna challenge nikki a little bit right here i i think that i think having to submit to some of that structure was was maybe harder for you than for me Mm -hmm. um but it was critical for for me to be able to get a clearer sense of what was going on inside your head and and that understanding what's inside your head goes a long way towards being able to build trust because trust is built on understanding and what can you can you think of something like a particular element of any part of the conversation that was like a the anger the hurt or the healing that you remember anything particular that you needed to say or needed to hear and i remember one particularly intense moment in the car in front of our house and there was there was just some there was some point when 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 nikki started to cry and said I feel like I can be a better person with Stephen, and I thought that was really, really amazing. I that 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 was striking to me, and it, and it was healing for you as well, as opposed to like jealousy inducing or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could understand the sense of of a reset of of the person that you think you are, mm-hmm. and the opportunity to build new patterns. Yeah. And I was I I. I I mean, it was an intense moment, and there were tears all around. And I was, I, um, without question, there was a part of me that was really happy for her for that. What I find interesting about this moment is I can see how it's a moment of connection. It's not exactly a proving trust situation. But it connects them. So, you know, I think maybe the answer to the trust thing is maybe it just takes time, but it doesn't need to take a series. Like I picture requiring my partner to go through a series of 400 impossible to go through hoops or, you know, whatever, whatever that is. But for him, you know, it's more just connection and maybe just time. Well, I I think there's the, like this other sort of really complex thing here about if I know why you behaved the way you behaved that yeah. then maybe it's safer for me yes to trust I you see. um it's what's underneath it's what's underneath the betrayal yeah. was yeah. was what that she's i feel like through. i can be better and yeah. so why wouldn't i if i love you want you to be a better person yeah and maybe it's in that where the trust grows nice oh yeah i think that's it's good. really tricky but, uh, clearly there's still lots of work to do and so they continued in therapy nikki and ben and steven in different configurations and uh in this uh so what do we call this thing? Yeah, and we asked it, was there a point where they decided this is how it's going to be? And Nikki said, but what would that mean, this is how it's going to be? Like, what, what is the this? Yeah. We're going to be in a relationship. We're going to continue to be in a relationship. 
Ben and I are going to continue to be in a relationship in a marriage, and Stephen and I are going to continue to be in the relationship that we're in. And Ben and Stephen are going to begin to establish a relationship with each other. I don't think we ever sat down and said, "This is we are going to do this, but I think that we all were working towards a comfortable place, a good place. I think we all wanted to make it work. And Nikki, in fact, none of them really wanted to define or put a label on this. They're not calling themselves polyamorous. Maybe, I guess, an open relationship, an open marriage, but it's not. they're not putting labels on it, which was really interesting. Yeah, and so to help understand it a little better, let's just hear about the different roles and rules as they began this relationship thingy. Let, let's start by hearing from Ben. In one sense, I'm a, I'm a primary partner with Nikki in some of our life, and in other senses, Stephen is a primary partner with her. We're physically affectionate, but we don't have sex anymore. We hug, we kiss. And how does bedding, like sleep situation, is that a, a legal topic? Like, Yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, when when Stephen is spending the night, she sleeps with Stephen. And when he's not, we're generally in the same bed. Yeah. I mean, I expect them to have sex. <laughs> uh, she hasn't talked to me that much about their sex life. And Stephen, are you, is this a monogamous relationship for you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nikki is with Stephen in a sexual and emotional relationship, with Ben in an emotional relationship. You're right so far. And Stephen is only with Nikki. And Ben is with Nikki not having sex, but he's dating. And you'll hear more about that in a future episode. Yes. Nice. And, um, and so, and we so we wondered in this configuration about the rules and guidelines. Uh, did they set up any? I don't feel like we set down a lot of rules. I think the the rule that I that I that I think I I came up with at some point was that I'd I'd rather Nikki and Stephen not sleep in the same bed that I sleep in. I'd I'd rather know that that that's my spot. Uh, that's I, you know I I I can't think of a lot of other rules. And do you have do you have that same rule, Stephen? Stephen and I have never had sex. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. So far, so far. Yeah. not with that man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the configurations are: Ben and I have a bed that we share. He sleeps there by himself. We sleep there together but we don't have sex in that bed. And then we have another bed where Stephen and I sleep and have sex. And there have been times when we have all had sex in the same bed, but not at the same time. But it wasn't Ben's bed. It was Stephen's bed. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, uh, the the same time part, I'm I'm still... sex bed. Right. Well, at the well, same there's, time, there's, part there's was... more than one. Okay. So I have, I have a space in Northwest Portland that uh, Ben has used as well for With dates. Other okay. Yeah. Mm. 
and um, ben, and Stephen and I have slept in that bed, but again, not at the same time. Oh, I and, see. And and we've changed the sheets. Yeah, Ben had his own sheets, right? Or we had our own sheets. Whatever. Have yeah. sheets. Yeah. There were multiple. <laughs> Sets of sheets. I have changed the sheets for you guys. <laughs> as we as have, so as have we for you. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, honey. Uh, nice. Um, and do you have to work out anything with finances or chores? Is that just figure it out as things come up, or is is there any rule? Well, <clears throat> I mean, Stephen contributes financially to our. Expense are just our expenses, food, and um, how you know he takes showers at our house. He 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 contributes money every month to the household budget, buys some groceries, cooks, helps clean. He certainly participates in chaperoning the kids' places. Um, recent Walk, walking the dog. Walking the dog. Uh, ben and Taking I... Taking the garbage out, you know, all yeah. that stuff you got to do. This is a point where I realize just different people have different ways of doing things. For me, you know, I, I'm such a list maker and a, a, I like to have rules and, uh, you well, know, schedules. What would your rules be? But, you know, like... Uh, when people are staying, like the bed thing, you know, like to have that, like what days that's happening mm-hmm. or uh, when it's okay to come to the house, when it's not. I don't know. Maybe I, all of that takes a spontaneity out of Yeah, I, I, would, I, I would fuck up a really <laughs> exciting affair. But, but it's interesting to me that for them, they just kind of played it by ear. Uh, uh-huh. And it's just take, I mean, everyone's different with mm-hmm. that. But. Yeah, I kept I, asking, like, what are the rules? What are the rules? And they're like, uh, we just kind of figured it out. Yeah, I, I definitely would have wanted to know more, like, what's the plan here? And, yeah, they yeah. all seemed really okay with the absence of that. Yeah, and just it sounds like they just, as they needed to come up with something, they came mm-hmm. up with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so now one thing you heard really quickly mentioned previously is uh, Stephen participating in chaperoning the kids. And yeah. uh, this is a big as I like to call it, big matzo ball in this story, is at the time Ben found out about the affair, the kids were... About 11 and 13. Yes. And so we wanted to understand a little bit more about... How did they handle things? When Nikki and I at some point came and came into our, our, our older kids' room, I'd been visibly not myself for some time, and there was this, there was this amazing moment when we said we just wanted you to know that 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 we've been having some relationship issues and we're working on them we're working hard and we we care about each other and we're and, in therapy and it's and it's important for us to to work through them and and our kids said thank god i thought you had cancer <laughs> i thought you were gonna die <laughs> and i remember feeling sort of dumbfounded at that point like it's it's, it's felt like a pretty big deal to me <laughs> yuvi do you remember that clip you showed me that train wreck movie yeah that clip is great and even though it's different than what this crew is going through i guess it's related in that it is parents explaining to kids about their relationship except in this movie clip it is definitely not a role model situation 
This is Amy Schumer's character as a child with her dad explaining to her why her parents are getting divorced. I don't know what your mother told you, but let me explain it from my side in terms you can understand. You got your doll, right? You got your doll there. Yeah. You love your doll? Yeah. Yes. But what if I told you that was the only doll you were allowed to play with the rest of your life? How would you feel? Sad. You'd feel sad. Of course. There's other dolls you like, and they're making new dolls every year. You want a stewardess doll? Yeah. yeah. What about a slightly overweight cocktail waitress doll? Yeah. What about a doll who happens to be best friends with your main doll? Yeah. yeah. It could happen, right? Yeah. What about a doll you only play with one day and never see again? Yeah. So that's why me and Mom are getting divorced. We worked with the therapist in terms of talking to the kids. Um, she, she, she gave us a lot of confidence in believing that what we were doing was good and that we weren't going to fuck up the kids because we had a lot of people at that point really sure that we were going to fuck up the kids. And I think the kids were, they, I think they were relieved when we stopped fighting. But I think the kids were relieved that we weren't getting a divorce they they knew firsthand from lots of friends what that meant and there was nothing good about it they didn't have any friends who had parents who had a good divorce they had friends who were going back and forth from house to house they had friends who had parents who were really angry at each other and they did not see that going on with us one of the things she did was prepare the ground pretty carefully so she consciously started bringing my name into conversations in their home with the kids so they sort of got used to the idea that there was somebody named Stephen out there that was a friend of hers or, or writing teacher you know we wanted to normalize what we were doing as Yuvi would say, <laughs> it's hard to normalize something that is in a way out of the norm, and they're doing some really, really hard work here. But we're not done. We've got more in store for you, so stay tuned next episode. I mean, over and over, I've, I've said, like, the, the, the situation is precisely as weird as you care to make it. Okay. <laughs>